Welcome to Life Pairings, where two Canadian alcohol connoisseurs mix life events and libation. Hello, I'm Carla Richards. And I'm Brittany Lysing. And, and this, this is Life, life pairings. pairings. Because life is hard. So pair it with alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wanted the table in blue. You wanted it in black. But they're all sold out of both. And we did not just spend two hours in this place to go home empty-handed. So it's what effect for the table. As today's Life Pairing is Ikea with Swedish Polar Bear. We discuss skeletons, 17-year-olds, and meatballs. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've ever actually had a Swedish meatball from Ikea. Oh, God, you're missing out. I know. And you know what? You know what the funny thing is about meatballs? Mm. It's just good. I mean, depending on the kind of meatball you get. Yeah. I mean, Italian meatballs, I think, are better than Swedish mm. meatballs because mm. it's like pork, beef, veal sometimes yeah. mixed in there. And then like Parmesan and ricotta. Mm. And mm. it's so good, right? Have you been watching this Stanley Tucci CNN show? No, but I heard a reference oh. made to Stanley Tucci the other day by Jimmy Kimmel while he was making pizza. Oh, yeah. He like goes to Italy and like goes to different regions and like explores the food. And it's so addictive and so good. And I think I'm, you know, going to be a fancy Italian chef now. So what is what is it on? It's on CNN. It's called Searching for Italy, I think. Oh, now I want to. Yeah, See, Italian good. cooking is so good. See, is but so the good. Thing and he's so sweet. So it's like it's like perfect. Okay, I gotta see this now. I got. I must. I I love Italian, and mm-hmm. so the thing about the meat the <laughs> Swedish meatballs Back is they're the not Italian meatballs, right? Yeah, <laughs> they're fucking just plain Jane, dude. It's just meat rolled up. Yeah, but there's a novelty to it, and then they put uh, gravy all over it, uh, and yeah, yeah. The food is really. It's like weirdly good there because you want it yeah i mean like i've had the cinnamon buns which are very good yeah and the ice cream obviously and the hot dogs but i mean you're right it's just very simple food it's nothing exciting no and it's 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 much like the store it's kind of plain jane yeah it's like here's what this is huh. it, it just basically says what it is yeah. or does it i'll bring it up in the <laughs> oh, news okay <laughs> fun, fun. uh so what does ikea mean to you well, I like it a lot. I find it <laughs> I find it to be as relaxing as it is irritating. Yeah. Uh it's always like I plan you have to plan to go. Yeah. It's always like, okay, I got to go like uh I need this shelf and I've been thinking about it for 2 weeks and I know <laughs> that it's there. Yeah. And I know it's cheap and I know I got to go get it, but I have to almost prepare myself for the experience. Oh, yeah. It's a it's a mental feat. It is a mental feat. It's I, uh, but I mean, it's like it's exciting to me every time I'm go. I'm like, oh god, it's so. I love everything in here. <laughs> you know. What does it? What does it mean to you? Uh, sort of the same. I spend a lot of time there because I love you know house stuff, designing. Um, and I swear to God, 90% of our furniture is from Ikea, not on purpose. Half the time, like we, I go to like different places. I look all around. Yeah. And I just end up at Ikea because yeah, I mean, it's dependable. 
but you know it's dependable and it's simple and it's classic and it's kind of like you're just like listen i just want a fucking square shelf yeah i just want a table i just want to and it just kind of is what it says it is and Mm -hmm. you can also just like look online and see if it's there and go and get it yeah and not spend a fortune so it's like exactly and like also i think like i've bought furniture from other places and if it falls apart like within a year like something did in my house um (laughs) i'm a lot less angry if it's ikea yeah it's well you're like it was 70 dollars for two dressers (laughs) what do you want exactly exactly there was a scandal where uh dressers were killing toddlers from ikea and they had to recall a bunch of them yeah that's why they but i was also just like pictures on them all the time now yeah they're like don't do i mean it's it's hard to just like watch everything a toddler does but like if they're in the dresser and they're jumping on the bottom drawer and the dresser tips over (laughs) well i mean (laughs) yeah yeah i was gonna do it anyways exactly i know so a lot of them tell it please secure to the wall they want you to secure it to the wall yeah i don't have any toddlers i have a small i have a small cat in here today which i normally don't let her in here and she's Ooh. been attacking my feet, so she may have to be removed from the podcast. Well, my dog just came in and out of here. She's come in and out of here three or four times. She's She has this thing right now where she doesn't... If I'm not paying attention to her, she cries. Mm. And then she just goes to downstairs to my sister yeah. and cries at her. <laughs> but what she really wants is me to go downstairs and be on the right. same room is my sister she's like shepherding you guys she does she's yeah she she sheepdogs us she like (laughs) she corrals us yeah like when it's time to go to bed she starts doing circles around everybody she's just a little bijan shih tzu so she (laughs) (laughs) it's almost as if to be like she was like i would like to go to bed yeah i don't know if you noticed the sun is down (laughs) and i'm like trixie (laughs) but yeah but yeah dude uh, uh yeah this is what I say. Uh, secure the toddler to the wall. There you go. Then you know where it is all the time. You can't lose it. 100%. Duct tape that little motherfucker to the wall. Yeah. And then uh, the your dresser never gets tipped over. <laughs> you know what? Your house is a lot cleaner, probably. Your house is cleaner. That I wall mean, will be a pretty disaster. But The that's... wall's going to be problematic here. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> cut it out when you move. Yeah. You just you, you have to take the drywall attached to the tro- toddler yeah. with you. Yeah. They're like, ooh, every other parent's just, like, totally on board. They're like, did you tape him to the wall? Like, yeah. Oh, good idea. <laughs> yeah. We'll replace the uh, table. It's fine. Um, <laughs> okay. So, I'm guessing, I mean, this is a joke in every single sitcom TV show I've ever seen is the trip to Ikea. Yeah. And how stressful it is. Psychologically, what's the deal with Ikea? Dude, this is another one of these things. There's always a couple of them where, like... um Typically when it's not, like, something I pick because right. I, like, haven't given it any thought, that I'm shocked at how much psychology is involved right. in going to Ikea. Yeah. <laughs> it, is... it does seem to so... be its own special beast. It's not like, oh, going to the brick or going to Sears no. or something. It's this not its just own... furniture shopping. Yeah. It's, like, it's all-encompassing. It's all... <laughs> but so, uh, so just some stats... Like you said, it's kind of its own thing. It's just like in a league of its own right. uh, on paper. $14 billion a year in retail sales. Oh. 1 billion store visits. And 2.8 billion online visits. A year? A year. What? 
Yes. That's and like- so in two, th- that was, that was the stat in 2019. That's crazy. That's freaking crazy. We spent so all of 2020 on their website, I'm pretty sure. Buddy, in um their closest competitor um just for sales is Bed Bath and Beyond at twelve billion dollars in oh. sales a year. So f- they're at forty five billion dollars in sales a year. That's crazy. So there's also, nowhere- you know what's crazy is Bed Bath and Beyond keeps bitching about how they don't have any money. Yeah, and they're well, they're the second, they're second after uh, IKEA, but just for sort of the same idea of what it's supposed, you know, it's a yeah. furniture store, it's bedding, it's you know, it's home accessories. Yeah, it's a very they're, adult store, but not in a fun adult way. Yeah, they're like thirty-eight, <laughs> wait, thirty something south. They're thirty billion dollars behind in sales. Right. Um, that still sounds like so, a lot of money, but I don't know. I, mean, I don't own businesses. It's a lot of money. <laughs> so, so, and they are also owned by the ninety percent of the stores are owned by the Inca Group. Oh, uh, so they're pretty every like pretty much every single store is owned by this one group. So I watched this really cool video, and it was just like a forty-five minute video on the psychology of IKEA. Oh wow. And, I was just like, holy shit, there is so much involved. So when they were, there's like a re, we talk about the stress of it, mm-hmm. but it is stressful while you're in there, but it keeps you coming back and it keeps you spending money yeah. in a way that nobody else can achieve. Like, you know, when you buy something that you're going to come home, get in a fight with your husband, cry on the corner, give yeah. up, throw something, break that thing probably, yet. But still go back there. Going back. Fucking die. <laughs> Are we in so an emotional whole... abusive relationship with IKEA? A hundred percent. This is very sort of uh, connected. Uh, it's this is where Stockholm syndrome came from. No, right. no. <laughs> <laughs> we're like in oh, love with our Swedes. captor. Yeah, uh, also from Sweden. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so so their an original motto, kind of going into things when they were building the brand mm-hmm. uh, from the creator of IKEA, was why are things why are beautiful things only available to the wealthy? Huh. So what he was trying to do was create a product that was just as pretty but maybe lower quality so that people could buy it. Right. So he was like, just he's like, just because you don't have a thousand dollars to spend on a bed frame, you shouldn't not get to sleep on something beautiful. Right. So they have beds that start at ninety nine dollars. I have bought that one are of still those stylish. Beds. They're not <laughs> they're not good quality. That yeah. but, but they also have, you know, they also have the same thing in a thousand dollar product or a six oh, yeah. hundred dollar product. Yeah. So there is a range there, but their whole motto is just like making it accessible to everybody. So they've right away they've widened their demographic by a hundred percent. Yeah. They're just like, hey, literally anyone can shop here. Yeah. So the reason that people can shop there at such a low price is because it's not just a a store or a furniture store. It's basically a furniture parts warehouse. Right. So everything is not, it's not assembled. It's not, you know, they have the one thing that's assembled in the showroom, but essentially you're just going and buying a box and putting it all together yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's the re you putting it together is the reason it's like three hundred dollars cheaper. No. Oh. Um. So 
that's that's just why people are going there. Right. So they're like, okay, the price point, essentially. Yeah. They're like, okay, it's cheap. I can go in. I can get what I need. And it's not going to cost me a fortune. Right. But, but then that's where they get you. <laughs> uh, the design of the store is the most, like, psychologically talked about thing. Like, it's it, because it's a maze, right? Yeah. You kind of... You keep getting lost in it. There's so no thing- like, there's no north, there's no south. You don't like some of them have windows, but I don't know where the fuck I am anymore. I can be and in a different country. Th- and you can cut through. There's like secret cut throughs mm-hmm. that make you think that mm-hmm. you're cutting through, but you're not cutting through. You're standing up at the beginning again. Mm. And you're like, God damn it. Damn it. Um, so a psychologist uh, out of Harvard, Harvard was talking about um, why, why is this so why is this experience so different than other stores? And he said it was because it allows you the pleasure of discovery. So it's like you turn a corner and you're like, whoa, lights. Yeah. And then you go into the light department and you're like, whoa, look at tea towels. Look, there's (laughs) 90 cent tea towels. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I guess it does have a lot more stuff in it than let's say the brick or, um, why can't I think of any other furniture store? Yeah, your Leon's, the Leon's, brick, yeah, trail appliances. I mean, you go into those things and they have, you know, they have like, let's say, fifteen to twenty different couches. Yeah, but they're all super expensive and you can't afford any of them. And you never like the design. Like every time no. I go into them, I'm like, what? Are, who are these for? I know they're I don't, very boring. I'm not trying to build a rustic cabin in the woods. <laughs> also, my house is not ten thousand square foot, so I cannot have this coffee table the size of a, its own room. Yeah, I can't have a pull-out bed, coffee table, and also dance floor. Yeah. It's not, I don't have the square footage. I don't fucking. So the, the like, allow, the pleasure of discovery is sort of, what, it entertains you. Dude, yeah. it's like being in an arcade. You just constantly are like, whoa. So also there's a million little things in there that sort of get your subconscious mind working as well. Uh, one of them, and you're going to be surprised by this, hmm. Carla mirrors right they have mirrors everywhere really yes and it's not an accident and you don't really notice it and it plays to the narcissism in all of our brains seeing yourself is comfortable and you see yourself in every every design right so where there's the you know you know they always have the little rooms like you can go into and it's kind of like us they like you know, they basically stage a room with all their products. Yeah. All the different rooms. And there's probably about 10 mirrors in each and every one of those. Oh, I did not notice that. I've never noticed it. I was like, whoa. But yeah. That's great. Because you can be like, ah, I see myself in this room. This is my style. Yeah, this is where I am. I can see myself. And like, you know, now with cell phones and selfies and everything like that, it's also mm-hmm. just product placement in every single person. In there that wants to take a selfie in the mirror and the Ikea thing. Yeah. Post it online. It's just this little hidden thing, too. Yeah. Also, uh, another thing that kind of plays to the subconscious mind. Everything is, like, pretty white and clean and crisp. Right. So everything has, like, deliberate lines Mm -hmm. and deliberate, you know, everything. Like, the countertops in there are all white. Everything, the walls are white. Everything is like 
it's just supposed to be crisp and clean and minimalist because as soon as your brain starts feeling like things are cluttered, you don't like it. Right. Yeah. So they're like, okay, that's fine. Look, everything's clean. Everything's crisp. This can fit into your life because what they're trying to sell you is the idea of organization. Yeah. They're basically, you go in there and your brain starts to think, okay, if I had a shelf here and these drawers here and they each have a purpose, then my life will be more organized. Yes. Had that so way too many fucking times. Guess what? That's not the life. Hurt. That's not true. We need psychotherapy. We yeah, don't need we don't more need... cupboards. No. Do you know how many cupboards I had in my last house because I didn't have proper storage? Guess what? That wasn't my problem in life. <laughs> Dude, it's fucking. I uh, do you know how many shelves I have in my house that I then just put other things in? Mm-hmm. That I'm just like, there's too many papers in here now. <laughs> If I didn't have a place to put them, I'd just throw them out. Yeah. But now I have like articles from 1973. <laughs> like I'm fucking a beautiful mind. Yeah. <laughs> Solving crimes that don't exist. I'm like, I'm going to piece it all together, Frank. <laughs> um. So, okay. So they have you sold. Uh, they, they make you feel like you're there. You, you want it. It's going to organize your life. Uh, another major thing is shopping is exhausting. Yeah. To the brain. Mm-hmm. Because it's like system overload, sensory overload. Everything is just like you're processing so many new things and you're trying to decide what you want. Right. And you're getting excited. It's actually like a really tiring thing. Yeah. So what did they do? Put a food court in the middle of Ikea. See, I never stop there. I'm, I'm, (laughs) I keep going. You're on. I'm in there. I'm out of there. Well, no, I'm not out of there. Like it's still two hours, but. There's no break time. So I like it. I go in and I stop and have a coffee and some meatballs and whatever else. I can't help myself. (laughs) (laughs) But so this was a major thing um, that they discovered was you get tired while you're in there and you need a break. But you go into their cafeteria and they really only have like four or five things you can get. Oh, so then you're not having, um, what do you call it? Like fatigue from making decisions. No, you're, yeah, you're like, you are just basically going there and they're like, would you like meatballs and this one princess cake that we sell? <laughs> they sell a thing called princess cake. Yeah. so good. But so, and then, yeah, so there's that. Yeah. So you can take a break comfortably and that doesn't exhaust you. Like you, and it's only small, tiny amounts of food. Like it, there's nothing really major and like filling on their menu. Right. You're not having like a full burger no. and having it need a nap after but you've left the couch area so now what do you do you can't nap in the tea towel aisle. <laughs> you, can't, you can't crawl into the kids playpen and go to sleep <laughs> i'm telling you i've tried people the police will be informed um <laughs> but so they okay they have this so they you can go you can stop in this food court and you have these items there's also the items are really nostalgic of ikea so right. You also are like, your brain is just firing on all cylinders when it's in there. You're like, fuck yeah. So then you get to the cash register. Right. Right. Not before you don't walk through every tiny little item that you think, <laughs> well, this is 90 cents. So that's just 70 cents. Yeah. You walk out of there having spent like 10 times the amount that you yeah. should have spent. And that's very stressful, right? Mm-hmm. Nope. Because mm. they put the cinnamon buns and <laughs> all the baking at, at the end, the end yeah. there. And they purposefully put it there so that when you're paying and it's way too much money, you, all you can do is smell cinnamon buns. Right. 
So you, all you do is smell cinnamon buns and baking, and you can get another coffee or an ice cream or a hot dog at the end yeah. if you didn't eat inside. Ugh. So yeah. they've got you. But then <laughs> mm. uh, you take that home and you want to build it, and right. that's stressful. Yes. But there was a, a study done again at Harvard, and it is actually called the IKEA effect. Oh. And it's if you build something yourself, you have so much more, uh, you're so much more grateful for it. Right. Because you, you built it. You're yeah. like, that, that took work. I saw how it went together. It, that's mine. I, I created that. Yeah. The reason that so, door is not quite straight is because I chose for it to not be straight. <laughs> because I because I lost one of the screws and I didn't think it was important. And I swore at my loved one. Yeah. And then um, I gave up. But and I just said, fuck you. And here it sits. But dude, so you're like, so not only is that whole experience sort of like it is stressful, but mm-hmm. they're tricking you the entire time. And then you get home and you're stressed about building it. Yeah. But then you have far more appreciation for it than you ever would have anything else That's because crazy. your brain just immediately associates it with hard work. And yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So all in all, is it stressful? Yes. Do you spend too much money? A hundred percent. But they're tricking you the whole way through. Oh, so. Yeah. So it's great psychologically. So I guess it's, but that's the reason you keep going back. Yeah. Because like, anybody who likes IKEA furniture and IKEA shopping experience continues to go back. Exactly. And they might not even like the shopping experience or IKEA, but they'll still but, go back. But it's still cheap and yeah, fucking. It's so, it is kind of, there's something addictive about it almost. It is almost addictive. Yeah, it's like that whole thing of like, oh, it's for me, the reason the, it's a little addictive mm. is because I can see myself being better. Yes. Like I'm like, Very okay. aspirational. Yeah. Uh, it is it, aspirational and also inspirational. It's like, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm like, it inspires me to maybe change a part of my life that isn't like organized or right. it, for me, that's my hardest thing is organizing myself. Mm-hmm. So if I if I'm like okay if I just do these eight things which again never fucking happens yeah. but yeah so yeah. you you kind of do it's like a drug yeah you just keep craving that experience and like you said there's it's that kind of almost that find right like the thing is is that you're you think you found this amazing thing and it's super one hundred percent cute and like love this throw pillow that has like a penguin on it it's super funny. And then you go to your friend's house. You're like, oh, fucking But it's That's interesting how I feel about Costco stuff. now in my 30s. Every oh, time God. I get something from Costco, I'm just like, I, every single other person has it. I know. Like, Margarita machine, Costco. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I was looking at one of those at Bed Bath & Beyond today. Ooh, expensive. I, I cannot have one of those. Also, I found a coffee machine for $700. I, that's three beds. So, but again, that's the thing is like, that's what Ikea is doing mm-hmm. that Bed Bath & Beyond is not doing. Yeah. Yeah. Is they are, their price point is so much more attainable. Yeah. And accessible. So people are just like, well, we, I I don't have money to buy, you know, a fucking $700 coffee machine. Right. I could buy a $100 one. Yeah. I could buy a $50 one. Yeah. And this is the like bedding is the other thing too that you know. 
Yeah. They like okay. that gets very expensive, but at IKEA. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's not their bedding is but... like not the best, but no. again, if you just need new sheets and a new duvet cover, then Yep. Go to IKEA. Yep. <laughs> Maybe you can give us a little history, Carla. Dive into the history. All right. So I I didn't do too much about the history of IKEA because I'm going to talk about that in kind of interesting facts. Okay. And I didn't find it. I didn't find a story that a narrative that strung my heart or anything. <laughs> gotcha. Um, but we are. There talking... was no element of discovery in your in not, your searching. Not to, not today. Um, gotcha. But we are talking about Sweden, and we are talking about constructing things. Yes. So I'm going to talk about the Vassar ship. The say again. I think it's pronounced Vassar, but it's V A S A. Okay, cool. Vasa, Vasa. I'm going to call it Vasa. Um, this was a ship that was built during the Thirty Years' War during the first half of the 17th century. So this is the war between the Catholics and the Protestants, but mostly it was just countries wanting to expand. And being like, right. oh, we're fighting a holy war. And they're like, but that part's mine. <laughs> um, so this was King Gustav II. And he commissioned four ships in 1625, two smaller and two larger, to be built over the next four years. Which seems crazy to me because I'm like, ships don't get built in four years nowadays. No. I don't know they're doing them back then, but this is maybe part of the problem. First, they couldn't even get a ship unstuck in four days. <laughs> Never yeah. mind, build one. No. Um, <laughs> and then he kind of, I mean, this is why you don't let kings design buildings and or ships. Yeah, because uh, they're not engineers. They've they been understand. passed down from, yeah. Yes. They're, uh, they're the ones going into Ikea and buying everything and then going, here, put this in a room. And you're like, this doesn't fit. <laughs> you're like, you didn't measure anything. <laughs> you're just here because your mom was the queen and your dad <laughs> fucked your cousin. <laughs> Um, so he changed his orders many times creating confusion for the builders and while uh, in 1625 the Swedish Navy actually lost 10 ships so it's a huge part of their Navy and so the king was obviously like alright four years now let's keep going go faster go faster go faster then he hears that a, uh, a Danish the Danish were building a two gun deck so before this you have like your ship and then you have like a deck where you would have your you know your cannons going out right usually you only had one deck like that one level but now he'd heard that these people were building two like so it would be two stories of of gun decks you know what they say everybody's trying to keep up with denmark i know (laughs) (laughs) so then out of the curve so then he ordered this ship that was still like can like currently being built to then have that as well you know how you can just change yeah. plans like that it's totally fine yeah you're just like this house is gonna need another roof <laughs> no problem um no problem. it was basically a floating piece of propaganda they had 700 carvings Jesus. of like roman empires figures from the bible gothic heroes classic mythology <laughs> they had the like lion of the north, which I think was supposed to be the king. Um, and then they, because they were kind of fighting with Poland quite a bit, so they had like in the back of it, they had like a Polish aristocrat like cowering, and then like below the toilet, that's in quotes, yeah. there was a Polish so- soldier like bent down underneath, like where you would 
stick your bum out to <laughs> relieve yourself. So they were like, they would. What, what you're trying to say is they thought it would be funny if you defecated in a Polish <laughs> yeah, man's mouth. Yeah, yeah. So it was you know funny. I mean? It was fun for the times. <laughs> um, there were like 11 female script sculptures there were also like men with breasts and women with beards which apparently was very common for maritime times because of like right. mermen and mermaids uh the I, sh- sorry i started out not liking this guy i'm starting to like him <laughs> i know very creative um the ship if you see it now it's obviously wooden right and that's kind of what we always picture like ships of old looking like just wood but it yeah. actually was red and the carvings were bright and multicolored with like lots of gold and bright paint. Um, oh, wow. It had 64 cannons on it, which is apparently That's a lot. lot. Yeah. That seems like a lot. It's a lot. It's 1,200 tons. Do you know tons. when you like, don't know what if, it, if it's a lot or not? And like yeah. you're talking to an expert, like a loser ship nerd. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, that sounds all like a lot. They're like, a lot. Most ships have a thousand. Yeah. And you're like, oh. No, geez, no, no. no. This cares. one's, that's a lot. 64 is a lot. <laughs> Um, it's 52.5 meters high, 1,200 tons, uh, and it was the most powerful warship of its time. Oh, wow. Of 40 minutes. <laughs> when did it only lift for 40 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, August 10th, 1628, they launch out of the Stockholm Harbor. Went past the castle, let off a little salute with all their cannons, said hi to Mr. King that designed this. And 1,300 meters out of Stockholm, about 20 minutes, a gust of wind hit it, and it sunk in five minutes. <laughs> so, which is fast. That's impressive. Hey, that's it's like a $99 Ikea bed. <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm really starting to see the correlation yes. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you took your wooden Ikea bed and then you bought a whole bunch of lighting and too much lighting and really heavy plant pots. You kept putting them on, doubled that, you know, and then you added like a couch and then another couch and just got them messy. Also, just like, doesn't this sound like Will Ferrell in Step Brothers? I cannot get through that movie. Oh, it's a t- I've tried. I can't. I don't know why. I love all of the people that are in it. It's one of those movies that you gotta watch. It's like the second time you watch it, right. it's hysterical. Okay. The I'm, first I'll time you're like, again. this is a waste of time for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it, is, it cracks me up every time, though. He, maybe he would have been the shipbuilder of his time back then. Well, uh, it's just like, it's just so insane. Like, they're like, I want a merman, but he's got tits. Also, I want a Polish man, but we poop in his mouth. Also, I want 64 cannons, baby. And they're like, I can imagine the engineers being like, sir, please. No, please don't make us. And just the Swedish chef from uh, Sesame Street fucking frying up meatballs in the back. Oh, so good. Um, so this was its maiden voyage. So it literally like was just leaving. First time. So <laughs> it was kind of tradition to have like your wife and children on the ship and then they would have kind of dropped them off on an island a little further out. I hope somebody went and got them and they just weren't going to leave them there. But um, so when it sank, there was 50 people on it that sank with the ship, including women and children. Jesus. So the- Well, you know, people always say like, <laughs> it is funny when they're like, what about the women and children? And I'm like, 
I guess, just as valuable mm-hmm. as all the men that mm-hmm. were on the ship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. I kind of read that and I was like, so they weren't working. All right. I know. I was like, mm. these poor bastards are just like <laughs> shoveling coal into the furnace or whatever yeah. it is they do on yeah. there. I mean, they had to go be dropped off on an island and who knows if they were just abandoned there till their husbands came back from war five years later. <laughs> Jesus. Um. So right after this happens in the mid 17th century, they, have you ever seen one of these old school diving bells? No. So it's like a big metal bell and you lower it into the water like with the bulby part on top and then okay. you'd stick your head in the top part and actually you go down and because the water only fills like to a little bit of the top of the bell, like it, it leaves about 30 minutes apparently of air. Oh, so this is how, oh, you, yeah, okay. this is how you used to dive. Now, obviously, this is not the Caribbean, so it was so cold that they couldn't stay under the water for more than fifteen minutes. Also, they're in a fucking bell of metal. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say they're just like in the North Sea under a copper yes, bell. It's not. <laughs> this is not okay. Um, <laughs> but they were pulling up all the cannons. So I said 64, I think, cannons. When they yeah. pulled the ship up in uh, the 20th century, only three cannons were still there. God. So in the middle, like 1650s, they managed to bring up 61 cannons. Oh, my God. Using a weird fucking metal bell. Yeah. Nope. That's for insane. <laughs> and just like recently in the Suez Canal, they were like, I don't know, uh, do we have a mini excavator we could sit next to it and dig, literally s- dig the dirt with a spoon? Oh, he's so cute though. Or she, it was I don't so know cute. what the gender of the... My friend, uh, Noor Hadidi, who's very funny, was making mm. the funniest memes. And she had that little, you know, like that the big picture mm-hmm. of the ship and then the tiny little excavator. And then she kept being like... Uh, uh, therapy on the excavator yeah and then it, on the ship it just said all the trauma my parents put me through <laughs> <laughs> she was just cranking oh, out wicked there's memes. Some good memes very with funny. that little little guy okay so like i said they actually uh pulled the ship up similar to the mary rose i don't know i think when you were in england it wasn't up yet but okay. it's uh it was a ship of king henry the i believe and when I, when I saw it, which was in 2009, they were still like bring they were still spraying it with water. Like that's how they bring up these ships is they bring them up, but then they obviously can't just like let them dry out. Oh yeah, because they'll just dry out and fall apart. Right? Yeah, exactly. So they like had it in a big room and sprayed water on it, and I guess that's the same thing that they did for this. Um, but with the Mary Rose, which is like this popular, well known ship wreck that they brought up, um, there it was only a. Th- third of the ship that they brought up but with the um vassar it was like 95 percent of it was still intact when they brought it up wow yeah and also that's a lot yeah because it was brand new um like with the mary rose it was 30 years old when it went down so like it would have had like you wouldn't have gotten sort of the same um like it wasn't crisp new stuff it would have been worn down and whatever this obviously is like what 25 minutes old Jeez. so um and due to the salinity of the water the wooden ship survived all the infestation and degradation 
Degradation okay. is my favorite word right now. Yeah, say it again. Degradation. Okay, this is going to be another episode. <laughs> of- Brittany learns a new word. Degrading? Like it didn't degrade. Oh, degradation. Yeah. Uh, but it has. I've also like learned it. a lot of new words because of COVID. Efficacy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Carmobidia. Carmobidia. Oh yeah. What? What's that one? Um, about dying. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Car- but how do you say it? Is it carbobidia? Uh, no, it's got, yeah, I can't, yeah, something like that. Something. Yeah. Oh, man, degradation. degradation. Put it in my pocket. Yay. I know a new word. Now you can say, like, oh, do you like how this drink has not degradated? Cause I'd- <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, I'm, like a, I'm sorry, I don't believe in buying degradation <laughs> And then I just look for something broken. I'm like, never mind. Thanks for having me. Bye. Well, here's the thing. You made your drink with one of those fancy ice cubes. Oh, boy, did I ever. The circular ones. Now that will not degrade the alcohol in the drink. Whoa. No degradation in this ice cube. Maybe. Maybe. Probably not. We're probably just using it wrong now. Don't listen to us. We don't don't know what we're talking about. We just like to say fancy words. Everything we say is true. (laughs) (laughs) We're always 100% correct. Uh And we are doctors. <laughs> so they brought the ship up in the 60s. And then they actually, in 1988, they built a purpose-built museum island for it. <laughs> so if you go to Stockholm, you can go to this island. And actually, the way I heard about this is my husband, Andy, was in Stockholm for work. And that was one thing he went and did was to go look That's at so this cool. this big, huge ship. So it's six stories high. They have like a ton of stuff in there. Um, they also did like a smaller scale. Because now, obviously, all the coloring is gone. So they started making this smaller scale in 1985. But the... Those engineers are just rolling in their grave. <laughs> They're like, you guys are going to build this again? Yeah. You have we got tra- to be kidding We me. tried to do it right the first time. You won't be able to do it the <laughs> second time. But they couldn't figure out what colors were. Like, they had to do all this historical research on the ship. And so it wasn't until 2008 that they figured out where to put all the colors. Which cool. is one of my love. That's why I like history because you just you're always learning new things. Yeah. Um. Like I said, because it was really well preserved, they actually found um, things like a sailor's trunk intact with all of his stuff, and his hat was just sat on top of his little trunk. Oh. Yeah. Uh, there were like board games. There was a lot of fabric that had you know come off some of the dead bodies. <laughs> Or was just that like was still in intact. storage. Uh, it was mostly like falling apart. And so um, there is somebody that is trying to puzzle them and put it all back together. So they're just taking like pieces of fabric that they found all over the ship and like trying to put it back together. <laughs> Which... Okay, this is like maybe one of my dumbest features, mm-hmm. but of my stupidest qualities. But. Every time I like see something like historic, like like for instance, I like to watch a show Outlander, which mm-hmm. is a story mm-hmm. about time travel, and they go back into like um, what is it, 16th century Scotland, I guess. Yeah, the Jacob Jacob Jacobian. That's not how you pronounce that. <laughs> Scotland, when it was like kind of winning for a little while. Yeah, and I'll just be like, I'll see something, and they're like showing how they made, uh, you know, clothing and stuff like that. Yeah, and my brain for some reason goes, "Oh, you guys had clothes in the 16th century? <laughs> You're like a can't. Naked? 
I'm like, oh, <laughs> you guys had, you guys ate with utensils? Like, I just, like, I think because it is so long ago. Yeah. And because we don't have new, some new, like, space-age version of a shirt. Right. Yeah. Like, nothing really has changed about no. how we clothe, our, clothe ourselves. Yeah. That I just can't wrap my mind around <laughs> the time that's passed. It's like I feel like they should be, like, walking around in mud suits. Like, right. I don't get it. <laughs> so every time you're just like yeah all the fabric came off i'm like so let me get this straight they were wearing clothes on the ship <laughs> well not fancy clothes because <laughs> along with this fabric uh they found 11 skeletons oh. and one of the skeletons was female and they called her beata and okay. she actually was found with a shoe on one of her feet obviously um not a girl but it was like a really cheap shoe and so like all this kind of stuff is because it's it's basically like been frozen in time it's such a remarkable example of how uh life would have been like for normal people right you know because we mostly are keeping things that from that well from history anyways that are from rich people right because that's what they're going to preserve it would be like kings and queens and stuff like yeah like you're not gonna you're not really getting a very shoe yeah you're not getting an accurate picture of what the normal people would be wearing exactly yeah you don't see their ikea tote bag <laughs> ain't nobody in a peong chair in fucking <laughs> yeah that thing's gone no one i got one that and one. i'm trying to find a cover for it oh. and like and i don't think they sell them i think no. you gotta go on like itsy or some <gasps> shit what yeah and itsy's like that used to be uh, a big it's thing. six months shipping and it's also 95 dollars. you're like I can just buy a new chair for a hundred and three. I saw about covering my couch because my one of my cats had destroyed it, and yeah, the only place you can find it is like Etsy, and I was like, well, that's five hundred dollars. That's twice. <laughs> There's just some lady named Susie Ray who fucking makes it in her basement. Yeah, you're like, listen, Susie, I think you're cornering the market on this and jacking your prices up, and I don't really appreciate it. Yeah, but also um, we have no other choice. But also, I'll probably buy it. <laughs> so yeah, so. Beata, she had her little cheap shoes, so they kind of could identify her as like a lower class citizen. Um, they also found like a back piece of her dress, which this person that's doing all this research, originally they identified it because it's like, like obviously you go into the water and things spread because of water currents. I don't know. Sure. Um, so like clothes would be ripped and stuff. So they actually like thought these were trousers and this lady that is doing this, and I unfortunately didn't write her name down. Um, actually figured out no these aren't trousers this is actually part of this woman's dress so that's insane and i do not have time for that kind of thing well, i don't that's too much of a puzzle <laughs> can you imagine just like putting that together for 10 oh, years God. <laughs> like i think it's frustrating when i can't like finish a joke and then i'm like oh god <laughs> um so why did the vassar ship sink well because we mm-hmm. it too many cannons and also is that why um well we don't know for sure oh okay so there was an inquiry at the time but they didn't really find anybody specific to blame except for maybe the king and i don't you know i don't know if you know king's work you're not really gonna be like hey dude uh this is your fault so you're going to jail they were <laughs> like it's probably the king but he knows best so let's just all shut up and like not do anything it's fine everything's fine what's his name again he is king Hold on, King Gustav the Second. Yeah, can you imagine? They're just like, "Hey, Gus." <laughs> He's like, "It's Gustav." They're like, "Whatever." 
Um, your fucking ship sucks, dude. <laughs> you fucked it. Ship up. blows. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't imagine. Uh, I can't imagine bringing it up with the king. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine being mm-hmm. like, "Hey, bro." <laughs> Maybe you, you should be pushing it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Um. So a couple different. I got a couple of different things. We can decide which one's correct. Uh, Histories of the Unexpected, which is a really good podcast with uh, Dr. Sam Willis and Professor James Dable. So they actually are professional historians and they have a podcast. Cool. <laughs> so they're almost as experienced as we are. Yeah, I mean, I'll, another degree and they'll they'll hit their mark. Yeah, yeah, they're getting up there. But one of them was sort of thinking, saying that he kind of thought that it was, it was the, the weight was wrong. That um, they, it was actually because it was a maiden voyage, everyone would have been on top. Uh, like on the top deck waving you know yeah saying hi and then the the ship was already like not ballast properly and so then that would have maybe caused this issue but he was saying like it was built similar to other ships so it wouldn't have been an engineering issue and the this is the important part for a different argument the lower gun ports, which were open to do the cannon signal to, like, say, hey, bye, we're off, and, like, do a thing. Because they were still open, that's one theory as to why it may have sunk. But he says that that's the same height as it was on, I think it's the HMS Victory 100 years later. So, again, not maybe a thing. But, yeah, somebody else right. said it was because those gun ports are open. So, it's like, you know, the doors, like the trap doors, not trap doors. Oh yeah, like oh, like the ports into the water. It took on water. Yeah, exactly. So when okay. the when the wind hit it, it tipped the boat, and then the water was able to like rush in at that level. Oh goodness. Yeah, and so obviously it just filled up super quick and went down. Um, uh, mostly it is like that. It was fucking too heavy. Like, <laughs> a the construction was rushed by the king. Um, but it's also actually called, you mentioned that, is it Ikea syndrome or is Ikea? The, uh, the, Ikea? Uh, the Ikea effect. So this has a Vasa syndrome, which is a management term. Nice. For human problems of communication and management that cause projects to fail. It's basically that an organization's, an organization's goals must match its capabilities. So therefore, don't put a ton of emphasis on firepower and elegance and less on the seaworthiness and stability of your boat. <laughs> hey, man, not n- dial it down on the flash. <laughs> exactly. Like Let's even get some bare bones in here. Even those carvings and the ornaments, like on the outside of this boat, um, I mean, that adds weight. And then the original design only had 36 guns. They went out with double that. Buddy, did I tell you about the time I almost sank a pontoon boat? No. Oh, boy. Uh,. <laughs> <laughs> We were in Montana and there's about, I don't know, 12 of us on this pontoon boat, which is about right. Mm -hmm. It's not, we didn't have too many, but my brother was driving and it was on my dad's credit card because it was a rental. Right. And uh, I had about, you know, five or six girlfriends on there and their boyfriends. And we were, my brother, (laughs) my brother was gunning it past my parents' boat. And my parents have just like a tiny little uh, speedboat. Yeah. So we decided that we're like, oh, we're going to moon my parents. This is going to be the funniest thing in the world. Yeah. So all of us drive. Oh, no. All of us run to one side yeah. of the boat 
and there's too much weight in the front and we're mooning them. And my dad's going, no, no, no. And I was like, it's a couple of bare asses. And then my brother's like, get to the back of the boat. People were, we were going down. The front of the boat was diving in heavy. So we were chucking off coolers. People dove off the boat. Uh, My brother was jumping on the back. It was like, jump on the back. Everyone (laughs) to the back of the boat. Jump, jump. And we were just liquored. Yeah. So. You know, my poor brother was just trying to get everybody in line, like, go, go, go. <laughs> and I could just see my dad being like, I don't have enough money to solve this problem. Please. Oh. It, it didn't, we didn't sink it. Oh, and for the okay. rest of the day, everyone, like, anytime anybody walked to the front, they're like, okay, um, I'm going to go to the front. Does anybody need a drink? <laughs> there you go. See, you yeah. had the exact same situation as these it was yeah i mean it was definitely alcohol infused (laughs) yeah they maybe didn't have well you don't know um no i mean like basically what it comes down to and there's a a company called simscale they do simulation software i think for like buildings for like normal things but they did like an article on this ship and they really they said like there weren't any plans like basically they had plans and then fucking mr gussie king gussie was like king gus i want this i want this i want this and so they basically built the top of the boat so that it was wider than the bottom of the boat (laughs) now i don't know a lot about boats but i know don't do that listen to me i'm not a boatsman but i i also am wider on the top of my body than i am on the bottom of my body let's be honest center of gravity gets a little confusing sometimes buddy if you hit me in the shoulders i'd go a tumbling (laughs) That's why they say fat bottom girls make the rock and world go around. That's a, that's what that song yeah. was actually about. Was that boat that sunk? <laughs> <laughs> Little known fact. Yeah. Interesting fact. Interesting fact. Yeah. Um, and it's funny. Like it is just this interesting kind of tying it back to psychology. Like they actually did testing where they, I think, did what you did in the uh, pontoon boat, which is like run to one side and run back. And they were like, oh, shit, this ship is like really, really rocking violently uh so if we put more weight on the bottom that would help but the ship already is at capacity and there's no more room left so they just went ahead yeah you know what though and i have been in this position when you're mm-hmm. at the dock and there's two more people you can't leave them there no you're gonna be you're gonna be the guy who goes you go back to camp yeah and we're Save gonna have fun and you should have been here at one because now we're over. You got to be like, well, I'll just chance it and see what happens. Exactly. Yeah. You know what? They did a lot for archaeology. They did a lot for history. So, hey, thank you here, here, for the sacrifice, the unfortunately, that you made. <laughs> a lot of lives were lost. Yeah. Just so we knew not to build a boat like a V. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's the uh, the Vasa Vasa ship of sweden that's awesome carla that was a wicked story thank you totally to do with ikea well you know what kind of it had lots of stuff in there that i was like yeah they make shitty products and they break but and also if you put like a baby like we said if you put a toddler on top of a dresser guess what's gonna happen gonna tip over baby tip over just like that boat I think I think you drew excellent correlations and that story was perfect for Ikea. <laughs> uh, do like you it. have a, like a little news story for us? I do. It's it's uh it is uh 
not the newest story you've perhaps heard. Okay. But I never knew really what happened. And uh, so in 2014, uh, the famous IKEA meatballs were inspected in the Czech Republic and they discovered that there was horse meat DNA. Oh, I do remember this. Yeah. So I will read you a little article here. Bad news for those shopping at trips at Ikea are partly motivated by the allure of the store's famous meatballs. The giant Swedish furniture real, real, uh, retailer on Monday said it had recalled a batch of frozen meatballs sent to more than a dozen European countries after tests detected traces of horse meat. Food inspectors in the Czech Republic discovered the horse meat DNA last week in the 2.2 pound packs of frozen meatballs labeled as beef and pork and sold under the name Kultbuller. I can never pronounce these names. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's close. Uh, Ikea says it had, and at the time, and again, this is from 2014, had pulled the frozen meatballs from that same batch that were sent to the stores in the Czech Republic, Slovakia, Hungary, France, the UK, Portugal, Italy, the Netherlands, Ireland, Cyprus, Greece, Spain, Belgium. Uh, <laughs> those were all, the, and all the IKEA stores in Sweden. Yeah, I remember. As soon as we were. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, I just remember oh, no, this being a big thing in the UK right before we left because. Yeah, suddenly we were all eating. If you were eating cheaper meat, you maybe were then, eating horses. Yeah, I like. I mean, if you're offended by horses getting <laughs> eaten, maybe plug your ears. Yeah, but here's the thing: uh, horses' lives are not more valuable than cows' lives, mm -hmm. and it depends where you live. And some people eat the French. The French eat horses all the time. Yeah, horse meat is like a served that. thing. Oh. It is like it's like odd to me. It is very funny. To me mm -hmm. that people are just like slaughter that pig i know hang that horse or hang that cow you know and then they're just like a horse would kill and they're like we'll pull it from our shelves <laughs> like why who fucking cares i know i like it's not for me i've never had it no um i think that's the thing is it like, wasn't like on the box being like by the way you're eating yeah it's like the same thing as when they said they were selling tuna they were selling dolphin i mean right. people were just like but dolphins are cuter than tunas <laughs> Um, but they go, but they make <laughs> movies about dolphins. That's all this is. It it yeah. is like hilarious to me that people get so upset by this because I'm just like, okay, if you don't like horse, don't eat it. And they should. It was under the wrong name, and it was probably uh processed in a plant that also processed horse. Mm. That's probably what it was. Yeah, yeah. So they 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 discovered DNA in there from a horse, right? But that doesn't mean it was the whole thing was horse meat. It's just like, hey, yeah, when you just... mass produce things and you have like uh basically commercial farming. Yeah. And they have different animals in there. I you I can't imagine I mean what do you everything think is, is in your what hot it says dog. it is. Yeah. Eat a hot dog. There is and a reason they say you don't want to know how the sausage is made. <laughs> That's for the same <laughs> There's no need to find out. No. Is it tasty? Is it yum, 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 yum in your tum, tum, tum? Mm -hmm. Then just fucking slam her down mm -hmm. and move on with your life. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah. But anyway, so that was a really big scandal in 2014. They pulled them all off the shelves. Obviously, a lot of countries were affected, but they right. weren't. It wasn't in North America. It was only in the uh, European countries that seemed to be affected. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, huh. that's where that was my new story, Carla, eating horses. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Just Ikea brings us so many different things. New Dude, experiences. 
I'm telling you, there's a lot of stuff that I'm learning today. Yeah. Um, I was wondering if we were going to talk about the monkey. Oh, yeah, the monkey. Yeah, the Ikea monkey. It was in Toronto, right? I think. I think it was. I can't quite and remember, I just, but it was like... I was Googling it. He's His name is Darwin, and he was wearing that super cute little aviation coat. Oh, it was silver. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it says now that he's living in a in a proper yeah like a sanctuary for monkeys so that's nice but that was that was a weird thing take your monkey to ikea i mean you know what if you love watching a monkey i really encourage you to go over to tiktok and there's somebody just has a monkey and he just bathes them and combs (gasps) his hair and you get to watch that would be very cute i don't know if that's up your alley but he basically just like shampoos his hair Aww. and like massages his little toes and feeds him <laughs> and then puts jimmy jambies on him Aww. which i understand is probably not what monkeys need but right. for some reason that's what we want them to <laughs> that's need. what we so, need though we need so <laughs> if you're if you're gonna look yourself in the mirror and pretend and pretend that you don't want to see a monkey's hair get combed mm-hmm. then you're only lying to yourself exactly exactly <laughs> and you're probably eating horse meat and that turkey sausage weird thing that you've got from <laughs> yeah base you're bottom. eating fucking horse meat dude <laughs> <laughs> um shall we move on mm. to the most exciting part yes. of the podcast okay the you hear it? here we go it's the swedish polar bear cocktail Yay. made with the one and only absolute vodka Woo. which i did not know which... was swedish I did not know it was Swedish. <laughs> I was like, I was reading it and I actually glazed over it like three times where I just was like, I was like, oh, no, it's not Swedish. It's, I always thought absolute vodka was Russian for some yeah. reason. Yeah. Well, I guess a lot of vodka used to be Russian. I think someone was telling me like most of the stuff we get now is not from Russia, but apparently um, absolute, which is a staple in my house. Yeah, Absolute is uh, uh, my favorite sort of run-of-the-mill, easy-to-buy vodka. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I thought that was kind of accidental, but sort of perfect, yeah. Ken, because it's an accessible, decently-tasting, mm-hmm. wildly-available vodka. Yeah, yeah. It's opened itself to basically every demographic, except for eight-year-olds. Eight-year-olds do not buy Absolute vodka. No, they buy um, Smirnoff. I don't know why. They buy the shit stuff. Yeah. You can save up your allowance and buy shit vodka. Uh, I'll give you a little history uh, and then I'll get into the drink. I'll give you a little history on absolute vodka just so we have sort of a frame of reference uh, from its Swedish heritage. Absolute was established in 1879 by Lars Olsson Smith and produced in Alhas, Sweden. Smith challenged the city of Stockholm liquor marketing monopoly with his vodka. It was sold outside the city's border at a lower price than the monopoly's product. Smith offered free boat rides to the distillery. (laughs) At the time, the name was Rent Mm -hmm. Baravin. R-E-N-T-B-R-A with the two dots above it. N-N-V-I-N. Is that what that's called? No, Ip. Yeah, Ulots. Ulots are like, yeah, Ulot. I, I think like it's Ulot. Word. One time it. I tried to learn Norwegian. <laughs> Christ, that was <laughs> a feat. 
uh i tried to learn from my norwegian speaking grandma at the time i yeah. was just like i'm gonna learn how to like say the you know whatever the prayer at thanksgiving oh or yeah christmas in norwegian and then i told her and she was just like why would you learn norwegian <laughs> and i was like for our family and she was like no one cares and i was like okay great thank you grandma thanks grandma <laughs> so in 1917 the swedish government monopolized the country's alcohol industry vodka was then sold nationwide under the name absolute rent barvin yeah. in 1979 the old name absolute was picked up when the upper price range absolute vodka was introduced so oh. they kind of reinvented themselves and came back out and and went back to the old name right but more expensive Sadly. yes so it, they well the yeah they went they went on kind of to make a more expensive better vodka than oh, okay. was being sold at the time got it so much like ikea and i found this really funny yeah um they've cornered the market in the vodka industry yeah, yeah. and they sell over 100 million liters of vodka annually wow uh and the the vodka is made from winter wheat what i don't care for potatoes no, this one's made from winter wheat. Is it different than winter summer wheat? wheat. <laughs> uh, well, no, winter wheat is uh, one of the strains of wheat that is planted in autumn, right, to germinate and develop young plants that remain in a vegetative phase during the winter and resume growth in no early spring. Way. So yeah, it's like very Swedish, which I love. Yeah, that's cool. Um, Damn, that's the so, second time wheat's come up and it's been somewhat interesting on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we got a real a love. It's our Albertan roots. Yeah. We just got a real love for wheat. Yep, yep. Wheat and oil. Yeah, it just gets us real revved up. <laughs> if you mix those two, wheat, it tastes really beef. well. <laughs> yeah, the beef industry really gets me just yeah, just uh, humming. <laughs> I. <laughs> so uh, we had to come up with a cocktail that was sort of fitting for this. Mm -hmm. uh, we went with the Swedish polar bear cocktail which is, you guessed it, bright blue. Exactly um, like Ikea. It's exactly like Ikea. If there was a yellow and bit in it, then but I probably wouldn't drink it. <laughs> I could have I dyed the ice cube yellow. That I really should have done that. Maybe I'll do that for, the, for our Instagram. Oh, yeah. I'll put a yellow ice cube in there. Um, but it's kind of fucking gross, which is hilarious. I actually, it's growing on me. Is it? It tastes like, so sorry, maybe we'll tell people what's in it. Yeah. yeah. Uh you go ahead. You go oh, you tell okay. the people. Well, tell the people. Okay. Um it is absolute vodka, blue carousel, yep. and sprite. Yeah, that's it. So yeah, it's not as exciting as it's pretty no. it's it's very flavorless, I would say. Yeah. There were, it's pretty flavorless. I then saw another version that has a raspberry vodka in it that I think might be have been nice. a little better, yeah. but I don't super love the flavored vodkas. But this is growing on me because it's not overly sweet. I could yeah. see this like sitting on a beach. A I can see ice. it being like almost saccharin if you put uh, raspberry vodka in there. Yeah. We'll have to um, experiment. But it, yeah, so it's, it's, it's blue carousel, it's vodka, it's Sprite, and it's honestly like... It's it's all right. Mm -hmm. I, I think you know what I've discovered. I don't like blue carousel, right? And I really like it for some reason that I don't understand. <laughs> I think it's like blue. weirdly bitter or something. Could be like I, I don't, don't think I've ever had it without additional sugar. Like the sprite, I guess has additional sugar, but it's not. It's not like a. It doesn't come through. 
So I think, yeah, that, yeah, I think it's, it's a very, it's not something you're going to do a shot of blue carousel. No, it's, it, yeah, it's just, it's just a liqueur and it's, it, it's to give it a little flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, so, and then there was the, so in this cute little picture, somebody made those little like, you know, like sugar dipped ice stick oh. things. Um, and they're flavored them and put blue in them as well. So oh, you can really blue this thing up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's it's all right. Yeah, it's not the worst. No, it's just it not looks very. Cool. Yeah, like it's very. I would say it's just quite bland. Um, yeah, and you, it looks like you're you drinking Windex. So yeah, maybe put some grenadine in there or something. That might I don't work. know. Yeah. Something. Maybe a little lime. Something. I don't know. I don't know. Lemon lime. Something. I, mean, I don't think that should be. I also this... dragged this sprite out of the back of the fridge. From so did I. Knows, I had so. half a two liter bottle of Sprite from 1960. <laughs> yeah, that so I used today. maybe we just need fresher Sprite. <laughs> it had the old label on it. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh god. <laughs> uh, do you have any, any interesting facts for us? I do. The most shocking one, because this is called the uh, Swedish polar bear. There are no polar bears in the wild in Sweden. Oh no! I, I didn't know that. I know. Well, yeah. So, uh, just a northern. There, you have to go to Winnipeg to see them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's actually go, true. That's, I know. In in Churchill, that would be uh, Churchill. Yeah. Oh god. One one day. One day. Um, but they do have moose, which are pretty big. Um, mm-hmm. They have wolves. They have lynx, which I love, and they have wolverines. But. I mean, Hugh Jackman is everywhere right now, so that's... And Wolverine is yellow and blue. I don't know oh. if you know that. Um, there you so go. So that's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the founder of Ikea. I should have looked this up. <laughs> In- Ingvar. Ingvar? I- yeah. N-G-V-A-R. I heard his name pronounced in a video today. Oh, okay. Um, Campred. Campred? Sure. Um, he founded IKEA in 1943 when he was only 17 years old, which is what? insane. That uh, is insane. But it wasn't flat pack furniture back then. That actually didn't happen until 1956. So um, it was basically because they couldn't fit a table into the back of his car one time, and the guy's like, "I'll mm, just take the legs off." <laughs> and thus He's like, wait a minute i mean that is one we of... could make everybody take the legs <laughs> exactly. off i mean that is kind of one of the appeals of ikea is you can really pack up your cart with a lot of shit that you would not be able to put in if it was built a hundred percent and you can also just like um yeah like your bed you can immediately just disassemble like mm-hmm. if you're gonna if you gotta move you can disassemble your oh, yeah. bed and throw it all in your car and go it's perfect for for students and youths um so you may have not noticed this i did not notice this until they said this but employee employees are actually trained to wait for you to come to them love that i did not know that yeah but that's something i find very overwhelming in stores leave me alone yeah i don't like when people are like keep coming up and out like are you okay are you okay you're like no i'm confused and upset yeah (laughs) Don't ask me more questions. But I, yeah, but I also I don't want to bother them, so I just always assume they're busy. <laughs> so now I yeah. know that we're just. It, this is a much more Scandinavian approach, I guess. Is that you know rather than rushing to sell you something, it's much more 
way back. I like that. Um, Billy Bookcase. I don't know if this is the one you're looking for, but uh, a Billy Bookcase <laughs> is sold every 10 seconds and it belongs oh. to one person out of every 100. Wow. So that's a lot. That is a lot. I think I think I believe I have a Billy. Is it just like a normal? Just your normal, yeah, Ikea with the shitty that's back. Right. This breaks after three months. Yeah. You- I just, I... Oh, yeah, I see them. Yeah, I definitely, I certainly had them. Mm-hmm. And this is not quite the one I'm looking at, but I, they're the most, they're the easiest thing in the world. Oh, they are. Yeah. They're like, and you know what? The thing is, is like, everybody tries to design like a bunch of all these like crazy things. And we just want straight lines yep. in similar sized holes. Yep. Like, that's all people want. I've bought a very complicated bookcase. It's been sitting in my hallway because <laughs> it's also flat backed, but not from Ikea. Uh, it's been sitting in my hallway for months. I'm too afraid to make it. If it was for my key, I probably would have made it. <laughs> Ooh, I gotta tell you this story. I just pulled pulled it up on uh, on uh, Google to see what it looked like, yeah. and it get, it was just gave me the Billy bookcase and then a similar product. Right. So the bookcase for like a huge one, yeah, is one hundred and fifty five dollars. Oh, and that's like the biggest one. Yeah, because the one uh, the one thing I was looking at event like a while ago back in our old house is you can make them if you're fancy you can make them as wall units yes and there you can hang them right on the wall yeah so so but so similarly next to the billy bookcase the only other thing that came up uh was the wade logan uh library bookcase from wayfair for two thousand one hundred ninety nine dollars well does it have a ladder (laughs) it doesn't have a ladder i'm not interested like it's but that's that's exactly what it is it's like the it's it's so accessible you're like i need a bookcase but it's i don't have time to build one yeah exactly and i don't have the space or the money to build a fancy one they're very yeah Yeah. there's something very simplistic and and like you said clean lines solid colors you know yeah they're not trying to overwhelm you with anything they're trying to do the exact opposite just simplify your life yeah yeah so yeah ikea ikea um i will they're an interesting place man um also uh i have a little quick interesting fast for you um you can actually hire people at ikea to come to your house put all your shit together if you want Ooh, and it is called uh task rabbit oh yes and ikea had took them like uh you know bought them essentially yeah and they're they've like quadruple thousand billionth there's what their company was oh yeah because it was before i have used them for like small repairs and stuff but it's not it wasn't that good but like with something like ikea i mean they've hung a thousand of those mirrors yeah like it's yeah and you know what they can do it so much faster yeah sometimes it's worth it just pay 50 bucks Come home from Ikea, sit down, have a glass of Swedish polar Swedish. bear cocktail. Have a glass of let someone else do the work. Swedish Valpolicelli red wine. <laughs> They're like, that's Italian. You're like, no, it is, it is what it is. Yeah. If it's, it's blue, like it's balls. Swedish. It's fine. Um, <laughs> just dye your red wine with blue. I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> uh, well, that's pretty wicked. Yeah. 
All right, you guys. Well, this is a fun little episode. Yeah. I, I feel like I learned some stuff. I I, I did all the things I like to do. I, di- I discovered things, Carla. Mm-hmm. I'm a little drunk. That's always my favorite. <laughs> yeah, I like so to good. get a few knocks in before 9 p.m. Exactly. Uh, just so I uh, sleep better, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't, my anger uh, it manages itself. Yeah. This is uh, definitely, you know, it helps with the COVID anger. <laughs> Keeps me at a, a sort of med- a medicated state, which I always <laughs> enjoy being in. Although I am really afraid my tongue is probably going to be bright blue, but that's also fun. That's also fun. You just yeah. walk around showing people. You just, no, one, I'm not Hold showing anyone. Your window and say, <laughs> yell I drink the Windex. <laughs> Little cop cops. <laughs> you guys, thank you so much uh, for continuing uh, to listen. Uh, as always, you can find us on the Cho Podcast Network alongside Ooh. so many other fantastic podcasts right now. I just saw uh, some other, one of the podcasts uh, on. Uh, Chill Podcast Network. I I hate high school mm-hmm. with Darcy uh, Darcy Michaels and Jane uh, is number two on Apple. Yeah, awesome. like like next to like Tiger Belly and like <laughs> like that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. So that's really exciting Congrats that uh, people awesome. are getting a ton of recognition. So please go over to the Chill Podcast Network uh, on Instagram or on Facebook, or you can go to their website and check them out. They have a TikTok uh, new, ta- TikTok too. And yeah, so dude. do we. Yeah, we've got a new TikTok. We're doing all our drink recipes over on yes. TikTok. So if you're ever so, wondering how to make a Swedish polar, yeah, or a <laughs> You probably don't or need to know. Swedish polar bear. Oh yeah, I forgot. You're like, doing. no, don't need to know that. But yeah, a mai tai, uh, a Caesar, maybe. What else have we done? Yeah, we've yeah. been uh, releasing videos over there. Uh, so we're trying to uh, pump up the TikTok and and uh, do some different content everywhere else. Uh, you can see our sketches that we've been cranking out every week <laughs> on Instagram and Facebook, and sure. you can see the drink recipe on TikTok. Yeah. Uh, and if you like what you see head over to our Patreon. Uh, we have so much extra bonus content um, that you might be super interested in. We're currently in the middle of a series uh, where we pair tragically hip songs with alcohol. Yeah. Uh, so we do a lot about the song's history and then we pair it with our favorite drink. Uh, so it's a little bit of a shakeup on what we typically do and it's it's been really fun so far. So uh, check that out. Uh, you can get the sort of a preview if you just go on our normal site mm-hmm. listen to the preview and if you enjoy it maybe uh think about uh paying you know three bucks a month it helps us out a ton yeah and also uh, to help us out if you can please rate and review on whatever podcast delivery oh God, system please that you rate have. review us please and rate us good <laughs> oh, you know what is actually really hilarious mm. if you love us and you just want to say something mean put that on there too. yeah That's we'll, really we'll take whatever just be like, you just I want to know people are listening. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Uh, but uh, yeah, so head on over to our Patreon, check out that extra content, uh, rate, review, subscribe, like, share. We love you. Yes. Uh, thanks for doing. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye.